The Forum at 8 on SAFM. 11 minutes after 8 and thank you so much for tuning in uh, this morning and it's time now for the forum at 8 now debate over the practice of men abducting women and forcing young women into marriage goes back many decades the practice of ugutwala which is a form of abduction that involves kidnapping a girl or a young woman by a man and his friends or peers with the intention of compelling the girl or uh, the young woman's family to endorse a marriage or marriage negotiations is commonly practiced in some parts of the Eastern Cape and KwaZulu-Natal in present-day South Africa. The South African Law Reform Commission recently proposed a law to criminalize forced marriage or Ugutwala. On the forum at 8 this morning, we are asking whether the customary practice of Ugutwala should be abolished. And, you know, even as I'm going through this introduction, I'm thinking... This is where I actually want to thread very carefully because uh, very often we talk so freely and so authoritatively about things over which we absolutely know nothing about. And I'm going to be very cautious around my utterances uh, this morning. But one of the things it does, uh, this particular notion, is that it raises that challenge that often exists between the South African Constitution and the contradictions that it raises uh, between it and its provisions and uh, uh, as con- uh, contained in uh, the Bill of Rights and cultural practices, uh, cherished traditional beliefs that people subscribe to as well. So this is what we're talking about today. And I want to hear your views on this particular matter. And hopefully we will not just gain understanding, but we will move forward in trying to answer whether as a nation we should be looking into uh, the customary practice of Ugutwala and whether it is something that ought to be abolished. And joining us uh, for a further discussion on this is researcher and analyst on gender, politics and culture, Nomboniso Gasa. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, morning, morning, um, Sakina. Uh, Sakina, <laughs> and you can understand that. I, I certainly do. Because and I just got a call now. But, um. No, we appreciate. Thank you so much for uh, speaking to us this morning. Mm. And um, as I said, you know, um, in that uh, opening st- uh, statement, Ugutwala, when we talk about Ugutwala, everybody thinks that they know what it is, they understand what it is. But it's something that has deep-rooted, um, uh, you know, um, uh, um, inclinations into our culture in terms of what it actually is. So if you could, by just starting us out and telling us what this practice actually is and what it means. Well, I mean, you know, um, I think it's, it's important that... Uh, uh, that we talk about um, uh, it is a practice, you know, rather than um, a custom. Um, and as a practice, it is one of uh, a whole range of ways in which marriage um, is or has been organized um, by by families, even by, by the young um um, by by the young couple themselves, you know, young couple who would, who would be married. Mm. Firstly, um, I want to make it. I want to make this um, statement. Ukutwala is not only happening in the Eastern Cape and parts of KwaZulu Natal. 
it's actually happening across the country in other, I think in Sasuti it's called Kushubedisa and, and so on. It's got different permutations. Um, I also want us to make a distinction between uh, forced and arranged marriages mm-hmm. and, um, and abduction. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give you the context in, in, amongst um, um, some closer speaking groups, for example. What um, happens when, one, um, there is an arrangement, um, let's say a, a man has a problem um, finding a wife for whatever reason, um, so um, arrangements would be entered into with the young woman's family um, or um, to try and, and have this. So it's about arranged marriage. Um, it is also about um, a, a marriage that the young couple are actually forced into, both of them, without knowing, without their consent. Now, there is a difference. There are different um, permutations here. Ukutwala refers to the part, to the marriage actually that is um, abducted, that, that involves abduction, and that involves um, lack of, of, of consent, either by both parties or most, um, in most cases by, by the woman. Now, there are a whole range of other um, sub-practices or practices of marriage. For example, uh, in Isikosa, we call it ukukata, that is elopement, right, uh, where young people, um, I, I, I'm saying this because I listened to your introduction, mm. where a young couple decides that they actually want to force the hand of a parent, you know, um, or force the hands of the bride and uh, of, of the bride to be of the woman, the parents of the of 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 of, of, the, of the of the bride to be, and decide that you know what these negotiations are taking too long, and it's very expensive this whole global life business and so on, and then they decide uh, that to to just jump the gun and and actually get married, and what they would often do is they would um, elope, but now in order for her. Um, to, um, to you know, to have some security of sorts, she would um, they would either feign, you know, stage a forced marriage kind of thing where she's fetched and so on, or she would simply in the evening steal away with her her partner and go to his home with him, and then the following morning a delegation would be sent to the family and they and um, to say that do not look for your child, your child is not lost, your child is here and the child is with us. And then, you know, negotiations would then ensue. These differences are very important because we put everything under one umbrella and I think we miss quite a lot of stuff. Now, what is the problem? Uh, is Firstly, it's the part that is non-consensual, uh, the part that we see these days where kids, children, that should not even be considered as of... Um, marriage or um, age, for that matter, are actually forced into marriage. And that is the part that the South African Law Review Commission is, um, is, is, is looking at. And there are a number of issues there. Uh, one, uh, we have to be, in South Africa, we are signatories of international conventions. So we have to be um, consistent with these international conventions that we that we are signat- that we are signatories of. And when you look at that then you find that in fact forced marriages 
are prohibited. Uh, also, the issue around uh, the age of marriage mm. is, is very important because we see young children um, forced into, into marriage and we need to understand um, what is going on there and we need to ensure that, in fact, that practice does not happen. And this is what um, the South African Law Review Commission is, um, is looking at. And, um, and the, 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 the key issue here is that where marriage is concerned, uh, there, has also to, there have to be other considerations. And it can't just be that somebody wants a wife uh, and, and therefore somebody will have a wife. There are other considerations. And those considerations are, as I've said, the law of the country and the international um, conventions that we have um, that we are signatories to. And uh, we are joined uh, now also by Professor Tandabantu Ntlapo, Chairperson on the Advisory Committee on Ugutwala and Deputy Vice-Chancellor at the University of Cape Town. Thank you so much for your time this morning, uh, Prof. Now, uh, given what um, Ms. Gasa has just shared with us, can culture be used as a justification for Ugutwala? Um, Thank you very much uh, for having me and uh, good morning to yourself and your viewers. Uh, Can culture be used as a justification? Uh, I'll tell you why I have a problem with the way the question is phrased. Mm. Um, The whole of this area of practices by indigenous uh, peoples of this continent is, of course, under the cultural umbrella. Uh, I guess what you are saying is, um, is it an excuse that gives... Um, the right for people to do whatever they do as long as they can classify it under the heading of culture? And my answer is no. Um, The heading of culture is an important one. And when it is used, it uh, ought to be used um, in ways that in our present uh, legal and constitutional state... uh, it must be enjoyed and used in ways that do not infringe on the rights of others. So in a short answer to your question is no. Uh, one should be careful about using culture as an excuse to justify Ugutwala. Having said that, I would like um, to problematize a little bit the idea even of using the label Ugutwala to describe some of the distortions that uh, uh, are currently happening, which I guess are the issues that, has pro- that have brought us uh, here to discuss this problem is topical. And I, I, would, I would caution against uh, simply assuming that um, there is this practice and it is open-ended. People can interpret it any way they want and it is still going to, be have, to have to be called to Gutwala. There are some things that are so distorted Mm. from the original practice that they don't deserve the label. And, and, and I guess uh, that is exactly what um, um, uh, Ms. Nombonisa Gasa was talking us through, mm. uh, Prof, uh, before you came on, because mm. uh, there are a lot of distortions. Uh, people are doing a lot of things under the guise of it being this cultural practice called yes. Ugutwala. Mm. So, and, 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 and the question we are asking essentially this morning is, 
I think in light of what we have seen in recent times um, and which people have called or labeled Ugutwala, if we think back, I think this thing came to a head around uh, 2009 um, where there were television programs mm. and, uh, you know, reporting uh, this practice where young girls were essentially forced into marriage um, with older men. And um, that I guess, is where this whole discussion really came to yes. the fore in the mainstream. Uh, agreed. And uh, it may even have dated um, some years before that, but uh, this is information that is easily uh, obtainable from, for instance, people who've been dealing with this for a long time, like the Commission on Gender Equality, uh, which has actually gone through the main provinces affected and has held uh, workshops and seminars and meetings and imbizos with traditional leaders, communities, and so on. Um, It has, I suspect, um, at bottom, to do with changed circumstances uh, where people do not make the connection between the changed circumstances and their romanticized view of a previous practice. For instance, the changed circumstances of today, um, this thing that we sometimes glibly call poverty and inequality, for a lot of real flesh and blood people, it is real. Um, and so when a man gets to some a, a, a site of parents and offers money, the the conditions are there to play out this scenario as if it is under the umbrella of a known and socially accepted culture. So, for instance, that amount of money, uh, cynical people might call it a bribe or a, um, an inducement, uh, but Nesindu, the tendency is to find it easy if the parents think they need this money to call it lobola. And so some of the more intractable um, cases of Ugutwala have very much to do with this complication that even though the young girl herself is not a consenting party, there is a parent somewhere who is holding a sum of money that they are very keen to characterize as lobolo um, and it confuses the issue. Because and isn't that one of the key problem areas, though? And if uh, Ms. Gasa would like to come in here as well, the fact that someone can be forced into marriage without their consent. Well, um, uh, as you say, Ms. Gasa will certainly um, have, have a view on this. Uh, um, marriage without consent is illegal. Um, there are situations where if we had a lot of time, I think I could establish to your satisfaction that it was so even in a number of uh, African indigenous systems. Uh, There is, as I heard Ms. Gatsa say uh, when I came in, uh, a great deal of confusion, of intermixing things uh, and therefore blurring the lines. Uh, I know of African traditional communities where a strict distinction, for instance, was made between child betrothal on the one hand and forced marriage on the other and where these communities uh, in fact stand four square against forced marriage but do countenance uh, child betrothal because that comes under the umbrella of a totally different set of relationships where 
a child might be identified uh, very early on um, and earmarked, if you like. But uh, usually it was untrue that uh, having been so earmarked because of obligations entered into even before she was born, um, it has not been a a necessary follow-up that she has then uh, been forced into marriage. When she has been, um, uh, been, there has been litigation um, uh, in in the chief's court uh, in those communities that make the distinction between earmarking on the one hand and forcing somebody to marry. Forcing mm. somebody to marry is illegal. Okay, let me let me get Gasa's <clears throat> view on this. Yes, well, I mean, I, I, I think that let's just agree um, that non- marriage without consent in whatever form in present-day South Africa is illegal um, and that both parties firstly have to be at the age of consent where they can make such a decision and secondly um, that uh, they uh, not only age of consent but also that there should be no uh, manipulation in any in any in any way <clears throat> I agree with um, Professor Ntlapo that the problem of blurring the lines that I was trying to um, to, to, to explain it, mm. the problem of blurring um, the lines um, in terms of just calling everything Gutwala and calling it forced and arranged marriage is um, is part of what creates confusion. But I think that what we are talking about here, I would imagine, is um, in fact those marriages, um, whether with young girls or even with with women, um, where there has been no consent, where they are forced and uh, manipulated into marriage. And I think this is what we are, um, that this is the key issue that is pressing us in South Africa. How do we deal with that? Now, ordinarily, one would not (coughs) easily um, suggest that you criminalize a cultural practice because um, you cannot really legislate against um, culture. Um, that it, it dies and it revives and it continues, it mutates as and how it applies in a particular society. Um, and, and, you know, at different, at, at different times also it comes up for a whole range of reasons. So, but I think that it's important for us um, to have a framework based on our constitution, based on the kind of society that we want to have and the international conventions that we, we are part of, so that when we do legal reform, um, and, 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 and law review processes, we, we at least have a framework around what we can, what, what we want to do. So from that perspective, and given the consequences of Ukutwala that we see, um, uh, of what is called Ukutwala, these abductions of, of children, um, and, and, and the, the incredible um, problems, health, social, um, uh, problems that these young people are having mm. and their lives being destroyed, I do think that um, it is, in fact, important that we say unequivocally that um, these forced marriages um, are, are illegal, that they are criminal acts and they should be treated as such. And I think on this we cannot broker um, any kind of conversation around what is a cultural practice. It simply has this abuse of children under the guise of, of, of culture has no place in our society. And, and I think that the costs 
as we see um, right now in different parts of South Africa, the cost is very high to these young people's lives, to their families and, 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 and so on. And this morning on the Forum at 8, we are asking you whether the customary practice of Ugutwala should be abolished. And we'll take your calls when we come back, 891 The question we are asking you this morning, whether the customary practice of Ugutwala should be abolished. And I see the comments coming in thick and fast. Our guest this morning, we are speaking to uh, Ms. Nomboniso Kasa, researcher and analyst on gender politics and culture. We also have in our Cape Town studios, Professor Tandabandun Nklapo, chairperson of the advisory committee on Ugutwala and uh, he's also the deputy vice chancellor at the University of Cape Town and our apologies goes out to um, someone else who was supposed to speak to us this morning uh, Kolile Ndevu from uh, Contralesa. Our humble apologies for the mix-up with regard to the technical situation uh, here in studio. So with that said, let's get on with uh, the question and try to answer this, I said this morning I'm going to be very cautious with my utterances because I recognize that I may not uh, be as knowledgeable or knowledgeable at all on this particular subject. Ugutwala, should it be abolished as a cultural practice? Uh, we're speaking to Nomboniso uh, Kasa uh, and Professor Ntlapo. 0891 is the number to dial. Let's go to Fran in Parktown. Good morning, Fran. Yes, hi, I'm from the National Council of Women of South Africa and we've been very concerned about what is happening with Ugutwala. So we have contacted a professor at the University of the Free State who has in turn um, turned us towards some of the NGOs that are involved in the currently ongoing case of Ugutwala. What I would like to do, though, now is to emphasize the conventions or the international treaties which have been ratified by South Africa, and that means that we have obligations under these treaties. And they have been mentioned already. I just want to, for the sake of our listeners, perhaps make this a little broader. They are the Convention on Elimination of Discrimination Against Women, which was ratified in 1995, the Convention on the Rights of the Child, ratified in 1989, and parts of which are in our Bill of Rights, and the Convention on Consent to Marriage, Minimum Age 4, and Registration of Marriage, 1993. So just to... Uh, flesh out what has already been said. All right. Thank you so much for that, uh, Fran. And uh, I want to read some of the messages coming through before I get uh, Kolile and Devu to uh, weigh in on this conversation. Let's start with uh, the messages from our Facebook page. This one from Dan Nkosi says, uh, yes, it must be abolished. This is women abuse in the name of culture. Spiwe Keswa says, I hope you guys won't be making the mistake of talking as if Ugutwala is the same as forced marriage. It is not the same. 
same. And Mduduzi Zondi says the culture must be closed because it is abusing women. Then moving on to the SMSs, uh, this one uh, that's unsigned says uh, those are some of the remnants of the feudal order, Sakina, and they need to be done away with anti-Ugutwala. And Spiwa and KZN uh, wants to know, isn't what Indians and or Muslims uh, do uh, some form of Ugutwala when parents pre-arrange marriages when their kids are still small? This culture is primitive. Another SMS says it's unfortunate that the practice of Ugutwala usually affects the poorest among uh, us and uh, young women, and that doesn't happen to the children of prominent people. Togozani says this is pure kidnapping, rape, humiliation, child abuse, and a violation of human rights. Forced marriages must stop and abductors must be convicted. Uh, Masifane Peter uh, also sends an SMS saying that arranged marriages are user-friendly and limit unnecessary killings and premature divorce. And Anonymous says, why is Ugutwala allowed on underage girls? Is it not called statutory rape of a minor? I'm now confused about the South African law. This must be scrapped uh, as soon as possible. And then uh, just turning to the Twitter page and the messages coming through on there. Nombulelo says our kids are suffering uh, at the professional hands of people uh, who carry their problems into the workplace and then perpetrate these sorts of things. Nkosi says Ugutwala should be abolished. It's 2014. People should get married to people they want to get married to. Uh, Lucky Lucky says uh, we are attacking Kosa culture only. The Ugutwala um, and what about the Zulus, uh, Ugungenwa? And then uh, Wandi Jem says Ugutwala was right when uh, two people planned it, but criminals have corrupted the practice and turned it into some barbaric act. Mklako. Uh, Mklako's uh, tweet says, uh, no other alternative to abolish it. A child can't be forced uh, into it. They need to be protected. And Chinemo Elias says, really, SK, we can't justify Ugutwala. It's kidnapping and abducting a young girl, and it must be stopped entirely bef- uh, for the benefit of everyone. Sandile Kowane says, let's not sugarcoat this uh, Ugutwala nonsense in the name of culture. It's nonsense, and it should be condemned by every Chris Maxson says to equate the abduction and forced marriage of children um, is an abomination of our culture. Uh, please also touch on Ugutwalo Siamese twin Ugungena and um, are both misunderstood and perverted ways of subjugating women. African God says those against Ugutwala must go and stay in England and follow English marriage customs. So those some of the messages coming through. Let me start with uh, Tolile Ndevu, who um, our apologies go out to for the mishap. Uh, Mr. Ndevu? Yes, good morning and good morning to your listeners. So, you know, what is your take on the question that we are asking, of course, whether the customary practice of Ugutwala should be abolished and also perhaps just a response to some of the comments that you've heard? Uh, thank you very, thank you very much. Um, getting to your question, uh, the question that says uh, Ugutwala must be abolished or not, um, I would say it must not. It must not. Let me then articulate my statement in, in that regard. Uh, Ugutwala is, is not something that these other people are doing, where they 
they abduct children and they criminalize the whole system. Ugutwala is more of a negotiated uh, plan between the parents and the and the parties themselves. It is it is never a criminal element when it is done properly. So I would say then there's just no need for us to say it must be abolished because it is a practice that is done in a professional way by the people that are doing it. And and, and what about people who have uh, perverted this uh, cultural practice and who are doing things that are perhaps not in keeping with the cultural prescripts of how Ugutwala is actually carried out? You know what we normally say as, as traditional leaders that if a person is breaking the law, is actually committing a crime, you know, the law enforcement agencies must deal with that person. That's what we normally say. Because there's no ways that people can can shield their criminal elements by saying they are tra- they are practicing practicing traditions. That that's incorrect. We are saying those who are actually criminalizing our own systems must be brought into book and they must be prosecuted. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Talking about Ugutwala this morning on the show and we are asking you whether the customary practice of Ugutwala should be abolished. And I'll tell you what I've learned quite a bit this morning listening to our esteemed learned panel here. And, uh, you know, the one thing that is very clear is that what we have seen and what we have been reading about of late is some perverted, you know, um, uh, description of what the practice of Ugutwala actually is. And I think it's so important that we familiarize ourselves with the actual custom before we cry foul, before we answer so easily questions such as the one we are asking this morning, whether this cultural practice should be abolished. Before the break, I wanted to get uh, quick uh, responses from Nombonis Okasa, or she, unfortunately, we've lost her. We've got uh, Prof Ntlapo in Cape Town, and maybe you would like to respond to some of the messages that came through. I would dearly love to respond to some of the messages that came through. In the first, uh, my first, the first point I'd like to make is the one that you have made yourself, that your question is problematic in the sense that uh, it says, uh, should the customary practice of Utwala be abolished? I agree with Nomboni, so what she said earlier, that it's actually quite impossible to abolish uh, embedded practices. Uh, they simply change, mutate, or go underground. Mm. Um, and also, if you put the question in that way, one is probably likelier to support uh, Mr. Ndevu and say, no, the answer off to the question as it is posed. Because what we're talking about is not Ugutwala. You see, uh, the distortions that you are describing, in fact, uh, one of the issues I would have taken a little with uh, Ms. Gasa, what I had, uh, what she said, what she was describing earlier, is that the while there is confusion or at least a conflict about how exactly to describe Ugutwala. Uh, the proper version is, in fact, one that is not forced marriage at all, uh, being more in the nature of a, uh, a customary or, or, or a socially sanctioned option amongst many, which are the avenues of getting into the married status. The problem that we sometimes fail to address or to understand 
is that marriage is a highly rated status amongst African uh, traditional communities. Mm. And so what tends to happen is that um, there is an idealized view of how people enter marriage in customary law. Uh, But that idealized view is probably the minority view now. The idealized view I'm talking about is, you know, boy meets girl. Boy and girl fall in love. Boy reports to his family. Girl reports to her family. Mm. A Lobolo delegation is set up from the boy's family to the girl's family. Yes, that is the ideal uh, orthodox mainstream marriage. Uh, but way. what happens when that has been uh, totally perverted, when that has uh, disappeared and we are now seeing other corrupted well, forms of g- that? G- can I, can I uh, go further and say, in addition to that, there, were, there was always a you know, sort of outer circle of other ways that were not perversions. They were simply uh, what was called irregular marriage. In other words, unorthodox ways of getting into the marriage, marriage status. So apart from the ideal orthodox method that I described, there were a number, two, three, four, um, that were totally accepted but required um, to be brought back to the mainstream. Let me give you an example. For instance, if a boy makes a girl pregnant, Mm. um, that is an irregular uh, uh, way when he turns around and goes to the parent and says, I want to marry your daughter. Then there was a system where the father would say or the family would say, we shall find you for having uh, despoiled our daughter and um, the fine is so many cattle and but we shall take these off the lobola then that you will pay because uh, our culture encourages the correction of things that may have started irregularly they they get brought back to the mainstream but that presupposes prof Mm. a relationship uh, between two consenting people absolutely and 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 also it uh, speaks to peers uh, for the most part um, and and that peers uh, even if they're not peers but they are consenting then at the very least but as i say Mm. the problem we have now when we are talking ugutwala is that many of these prescripts have gone out of the window um, and, 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 and also juxtaposing that to what Fran and what Nomboniso were outlining with regard to us as a nation being signatories to certain international treaties. And therefore, we are bound lawfully to ensure that certain things do not happen, which means that a young woman uh, cannot just enter into marriage before a certain age. You cannot have a 12, 14, 15-year-old and uh, say you are going to make a wife of Out her. of her. I agree with that fully. And the point I was getting to was that Ugutwala in the old-fashioned uh, uh, way uh, was, in fact, one of many irregular ways of getting married uh, and it involved consent. I think that's the point Mm. maybe that I had not made clearly. It was an option for children who want to be together to slide out of parental control by forcing the issue. You needed to force the issue. One, if for instance the girl was being given in marriage to a lover she did not want. Uh, The way of uh, forcing the issue with their parents was to arrange with the boyfriend uh, that uh, they should twala her. Uh, 
Similarly, if time was of the essence, perhaps when she was pregnant and um, they needed to force the issue uh, in one way or, or another, or the fellow was poor and was unable uh, to go through the formal uh, processes. That is why I say there's a bit of a conflict in the description, whether even in the old sense it required consent and I, or, and was, uh, or, 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 or was forced. And I think, Prof, mm. what has happened in the main is that this these unusual circumstances that you talk about mm-hmm. uh, that, that would actually force uh, this marriage, that, that word, force, has been you know, taken to... Um, other extremes extreme. whereby people are using force in other ways to actually uh, do things that are not even in line with what Ugutwala is as explained exactly. here this morning and that but is prof illegal. It, indeed and, and i think it's important that we state that but prof prof the work of prof. the local of the law commission hold Le- there prof. Okay, prof i will hold 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 on i want to take a few quick calls and then i'll give you and mr devu an opportunity to wrap it up Thank let's you very go much. to uh, numisa in east london first numisa good morning good morning and thank you to to you and the and the listeners um i wanted to say that as the south african women lawyers association in the eastern cape we are deeply concerned about the practice of Okotwala, especially in that it's now been used as a justification for, for the criminal conduct of abduction and rape. And at the height of this practice, we also intervened, and we found out that actually the, the victims who, of Okutwala were mainly uh, those uh, poor girls. We didn't see it um, in the sense that children, from, from, for example, of, of, of traditional leaders and of royalty being subjected to this practice. So there's an element of inequality, even in the practice of, of it, even if it was justified. So as, as the association, we are following up on, on this practice, and on the 21st of September this year, we will be in Bizana, where we'll be uh, conducting community outreach and giving access to justice and educating the communities about their rights, especially girls, mm. to encourage people to report these activities, because most of the time, this just nothing but uh, criminal conduct of of of, of abduction and, and and resultant rape. You know what, um, Nomisa? I want I, yes. I, I, I want us to actually take your details because I think it's very yes. important. It cannot be that this is the only discussion we will have on this because uh, the South African Law Reform Commission, uh, they have um, issued a uh, discussion document on this. And I think it is critical that South Africans weigh in mm. on this mm. particular debate. But let's go to uh, Simtandile in Stellenbosch. Good morning. Hi, Sakina. Good morning. Hi. Hi, how are you? Well, and you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very shocked because it's my first time to call you. Oh, I'm relax. You. Thank you so much for calling yeah. in. Welcome. Oh, okay. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, uh, uh, it seems like a, a, like an abuse these days. But in the olden days, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was okay. They, but they, but they, when they say uh, our parents, uh, and the problem is that... Um, we grew up uh, uh, under under pressure because um, our, our parents, né, they were choose for for us uh, the partners. So they, 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 that's why they were they were using the ukutwala, né, because if you are going to to, to, to some other province, né, to to, to to look up for 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 job, né, then they they, they 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 also call you and ask, uh, what do you think about to to get married? 
you see mm. so they, they, they become uh, and uh, and uh, like to, to, to give you a uh, so that, that's why they they, they they influence us about ukutwala you see I got you there, uh, Simtandile. Thank you so much for the call, and we hope to hear from you many more times. Tolly in PE, good morning. Hi, Shakina. Hi, Tolly. Uh, yes, Shakina, I think let's, let's, let's agree that other things need not to be tolerated. This thing of Okutwala, you must actually go to your dictionary, Shakina, and check what, what is the meaning of the word Okutwala. It, it's basically forced marriage, you know, where people, the prophet must tell us uh, why it was, the prophet is saying that it, it is accepted socially, accepted by social, mm-hmm. but he is failing to tell us that the woman or the girl uh, does not support that. Uh, she is taken by force, and we cannot allow that. And prophet must go back in, in, in terms of their research. They must check how many were divorced. If, if for example, Sakina, if the girl runs away, there are no consequences. You know, I know, for example, of cases where, uh, I mean, in the olden days, where lovers, they would run away, they, they would go to Johannesburg and marry their loved one, you know. And, uh, I mean, people that they really love. And there are absolutely no consequences. So this thing of Fukutwala, there is nothing customer about it. It's something that must be abolished. We cannot tolerate it. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Tolly in PE, which is why I love this morning session because... It, it brings up all of these various understandings that we have of Ugutwala. Lucanio says uh, the hijacking of 12-year-old girls in the Eastern Cape as the, is the same as what Boko Haram is doing in Nigeria, and that is not Ugutwala. And uh, that single Y says Ugutwala once was a successful culture until noticed by criminals who took advantage of it, so uh, people must stop it. Our guests, you have 30 seconds each to wrap this for us. Mr. Ndevo, let me start with you. Thank you, Shakina. Uh, I'm, I'm having a problem with our African people who quickly run and conclude to say our practices must be abolished. I become I become very sensitive with that one because it, 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 it to me it means that soon we will not have anything that is anything that is ours. Uh, you know, Ugutwala. Maybe people are confusing things here. This practice is more of negotiated or it's more of a negotiated settlement between the two parties and the parents. You know, from, from, from where this uh, lady from East London was saying, hey, you know, Shakina, this practice, it's actually more practiced by traditional leaders themselves because we normally say a son of a traditional leader must get married to a daughter of another traditional leader mm. so, as to, so as to strengthen the relations between the two uh, the two. Um, tribes. I tell so you what, Mr. Ndevu, I'm going to stop you there because I think we need a follow-up session here. Mm. We've laid the groundwork. We know where we are at, and I think we need to take this discussion further because it also raises the question of um, organizations like Contralesa in protecting, you know, that cultural heritage and what the, uh, Contralesa does in the instance where a culture is uh, perverted. And uh, we'll come back to all of those questions. Prof, uh, with you as well, I apologize, but we are unfortunately hopelessly out of time. So we're going to park Ugutwala here for now. We'll come back and revisit this particular situation. It is a n- one minute after nine. Thank you so much for your participation. News time with Vabakshni Chetty.